Uh, it's gonna be cold. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the guy that turned it on. Best. This is the guy that turned it on. you're the yeah, best. for a little bit. Not nah, T, you're the best. Do you know what you need to be? I really hope you become a movie star. I swear down. Because this is the kind of beauty stuff that movie stars do. I will become a movie star by next year. <laughs> by the grace of God. Amen. 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 All right, cool, cool, cool. Yes, 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 yes. Good evening, everyone, to the Goodman Audio Listening Experience, a.k.a. the Goodman Factory Podcast. It's your boy Goodman Daps here today with Goodman Demeji, Goodman Manny, Goodman T. Shout out to Goodman Malik on the camera on the ones and twos. Pew. You know the vibes. Um, so today, as you know, we always love to be able to speak on topics that are popular and those that aren't so commonly spoken about. Um, and today, we want to talk about the topic of being able to open up or rather the over-encompassing idea of opening up um i feel like for us as individuals as a whole it's very very um important to be able to do that but we can also acknowledge how there are certain factors for example that make it easy for one to open up or factors that make it very hard for one to open up and that depends on the whole you know array of different factors so obviously the four of us here today are ideally going to want to speak about that and you know just ideally be able to drop some gems and being a, being able to address that and so on and so forth so let's think of the first question to ask and obviously i'll put this out to the floor to the good men as a whole do you think you are able to open up don't be shy, boys. I can see all of you looking around all could be like. Hmm. What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's so vague, it's like all right, can I'll, you okay. open up? Alright, cool. Yes. Alright, cool. Do you do you feel you it is easy for you to open up um about certain things? So it, it could be any particular thing, something work related, maybe emotional, mental, religious, whatever the case is. Would you say, as a as a whole, is it easy for you as an individual to be able to open up and communicate when you are opening up accordingly? Um, I think um, I can open up, but it depends on who I'm opening up to. Okay. I'm so used to not opening up that I, I feel like I don't need to, which I guess is unhealthy, but then I do have my release and people that I can open up to. So, and even with those, I wouldn't say it's easy Mm. But if I have to open up, then I know when to and who to go to to open up. Yeah, I hear that. I absolutely hear that. I guess it kind of stems back into one of the pr our prior episodes in terms of support circle and your group or something like that. So I hear yeah, that. So I don't know if it's easy. It's not easy because then that I feel like for it to be easy, it should come natural to you. Yeah, I hear that. If that makes mm. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think I'm great at opening up at all. Mm. Okay. This is mad, you know. This is like the most stuck for word I've ever seen you, bro. Yeah, word. You're <laughs> usually quite yeah, aggressive in that. <laughs> I'm just yeah. celebrating. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, that's probably one of my like obvious flaws. I think mm. it's, it's certainly what my wife would say, um, and it goes hand in hand with like communication as well. Um, wait, wait. So you. Communication is your flaw, or opening up is your flaw. It's weird. You know what? It's communication in terms of that, from a professional point of view, mm. is actually one of my strengths. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
but opening up with like my family or with close friends, it's not something I do well. I don't mm. do it well. I don't do it enough, and I certainly don't do it well. Mm. Um, and when I don't know when I think about it in in great detail, I link it back to just the experience I had growing up, like mm. the relationship with my parents, for example. I never saw a good example. I don't think of my parents just communicating and opening up to each other. It may be like a positive way. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. And it's kind of like that with my siblings as well. As, as, as we've gotten older, we've kind of learned to do that a lot better. But I, I learned to start opening up with my wife. Mm. Because for her, it's okay. like communication and opening up was key. It's like key. If you've got an issue, let's talk about it. Don't walk around the house. Don't walk around holding those feelings mm. or like having an opinion and not saying anything. That's not going to help anybody. But yeah. for me, that's always my go-to. Yeah, uh, you know, like I and I think because I always used to like um, what's what's the word? I used to um, I used to trust myself too much. I used to think mm. that you know, if something's bothering me, I trust myself to be able to get over it. Yeah, like I, like that you know, like maybe it's not too much of an issue. Maybe I'm just gonna I'm just gonna um, keep it to myself and see if I can manage it, see if I can deal with it. Would you say you're a bit of an overthinker in that regard? Hundred percent. And more often than not, what would happen is uh. I'm not able to to manage that situation or deal with that very well, mm. and it will build up and build up until there's a big blow up. Yeah, and that was the case with my family. Mm. That was the case with my wife, and so I, that's why I say, you know, for me, I think opening up isn't my my strength. It's something that I'm working on, and I guess if I was going to answer the question, you know, how am I able to do so, or why is it getting better? Because my wife encourages it mm. ultimately, you know, and I still think. That for someone like me, you know, like talking therapy, which is something I've only started exploring within the last like maybe nine months. Yeah, I think I would benefit from from therapy of uh, of some sort, you know. And I've said that to a few of my boys that there's so many things that we've gone through, it's never left my mouth, you know. Like I, I haven't spoken about it in public. Yeah. And and there's a lot of like you know deep, deep stuff that I think we've gone through as a, as a group of friends, and no one's really kind of spoken about it. So yes, yeah, so I I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that um speaking up is something. Or opening up is something that I'm very good at. I don't think. Is that just with negative stuff, or are you able to open up, sort of when it's uh you know with how you feel mm. in a in a positive light? Yeah, if it's if it's positive, I can I can do it. Mm. Like I said, in a professional setting, my colleagues wouldn't say that to you at all. They'd say the opposite. It's like our oh, man he can communicate with everybody. Mm. He can speak to parents. He's a good listener. He uh you know he he's able to kind of draw people in. But when it comes to that personal stuff. It's the opposite. Mm. I'm not. I'm not good at it at all. It's interesting that you mentioned that because um, you said that whole thing of at work, for example, you're able to kind of talk and communicate freely, and um, I feel like a big part of that, and I feel like a lot of people do that. I think to a degree, it's easier sometimes to be able to vent and offload stuff to people who you know don't have a deep place in your life because realistically, it's pretty much going to be between you and and it's not because here's the thing, right? Sometimes, like when you have a thing of opening up, for example, mm. it's a case of you're opening up to someone ideally that you know and trust really well. And ideally it's a case of either you're opening up to them so that either you can vent or so that you can get advice. But sometimes you don't want advice. Mm. Sometimes you just want to vent. Mm. You just want to highlight that, you know what, this issue is shit. And I just want to know that, you know, I've actually been able to speak it to someone. So like you said, in terms of telling someone at work it's a lot easier to tell someone at work who you know that really and truly will leave that office and not give a fuck about what you've told them <laughs> right yeah, as yeah. opposed to actually you know yeah. going and speaking to family like your brother your sister your mom or dad or you know in, in your case you know your wife um and you know uh, there's going to be 
potentially back and forth, which yeah. can end up in arguments. And well, I, me myself, I know that I don't like arguing. I don't like conflict. I rather like just keep that stuff away from myself and keep it moving. Mm. Um, That's so interesting because I feel like where so many of us struggle with opening up, we've had that one experience where it's just a bad experience where yeah. we have opened up and we've been vulnerable mm-hmm. and the person on the receiving end has been, I, I, I don't know, dismissive. Mm. And we're like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, You told me I can come to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it just takes it's one. Bait. It just mm. takes one, especially when it comes to trust. Mm. Yes. If that trust is broken. It can scar you for life and you'll just revert and you'll do whatever feels safe for yourself. Mm. Yeah. So, so holding it in, you know what I mean? Dealing, like letting time be the healer or whatever. Too many times I've done that and it's ended in me um, exploding when like I've just had enough. Mm. We can say so. I was just gonna say sometimes it's not even like if trust is broken. Sometimes it's just how they made you feel when you opened up. Like, yeah. Like if you make someone like like if I've been made to feel small, mm. or I've been told that I'm being too sensitive in that one moment that I've decided to open up, you're not gonna hear from yeah. me again after that because it's just like one. I don't want to. I don't want to come across as a victim. This is just my own like mm. personal issue. Like, so I don't want to come across as a victim. I don't want to come across as someone that moans a lot. So these are all the factors that lead to why I wouldn't open up on a regular basis in the first place. So if I didn't do it, and then you say, "Oh, you're just being sensitive," or you're looking into it too much, you're overthinking it. Mm. I've only said it because it was something that I was really struggling. With. I was, you know, I, I was dealing with this. And at that moment in time, I thought, you know what, let me just kind of overcome this whole issue of not opening up. Let me just tell you what's on my mind. Let me just be 100% with you. And then you say to me, oh, you're being a bit too sensitive or you're overthinking it. It won't even be an argument. I'll just say to you, okay, cool. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Simple. Yeah, I see you. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, okay, cool. No worries. It's fine. I know where I stand. Um, Yeah. And so I think that's why it's important to create environments where possible for you to be able to speak like even even this podcast for example i will share more on this podcast than i've probably shared with some friends or with family members mm. and, and i guess the reason for that is one because it's there's an element to what you were saying earlier in that i know you guys but i don't know you guys incredibly well like we mm. know each other through a mutual which is this good man manic yeah manic. So it's one of the things where it's like I'm open to say stuff, but I also know that there's not, there isn't that much fear of judgment. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's I also a cathartic release where we're able to come and just let go and share and speak mm. and have, we've all had shared experiences. And yeah. it's very difficult to, to get four or five free people in a room. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? I get that. And I've been through that and I've experienced that. Because when you've introduced a topic and you said about opening up, silent yeah but <laughs> like, yeah. like, that shows that we're all about to be a big one yeah <laughs> but we're all on the same page and yeah my my sort of memory went back to times where i've i went to open up or i've tried to open up or yeah. i struggled with it and i'm i'm guessing that's sort of where everybody's mind went to and like you said we don't know each other but we've had similar experiences with the same topic mm. yeah um okay so wait let's let's hear the question again please so in the sense of... I just, you just, you, when you, I did you, it, you laughed. No, you, that was right at the beginning of the session, bro. You, you had no excuse. That was right at the beginning of the session. But I just want to refresh my mind, you know? Just, just updates. <laughs> yeah. Nah, um, so in the sense of, would you say it's easy or difficult for you to open up about things? Okay, for me, 
I know it's very dif- difficult to open up about things. Um, and I think as we've done like more and more episodes um, on these type of um, subjects or whatever, I find that um, I've basically just had trust issues from a young age. Um, I've never really felt like I've had anyone close enough to me to share my thoughts and feelings. And at times when I might have, I've been made to feel small or my feelings have been made to sound like I'm emotional. When I was young, I heard that a lot. You're very emotional. You need to calm down, you know, all that type of stuff. And hearing it so many times as a child, um, I guess it made me suppress my feelings a lot. And it does have an effect on your on your attitude towards things of, you know, vulnerability, mm. healthy communication and stuff like that. Um, and, I, and I completely get it from your point of view where you're saying it's like a case of stuff that you've had potentially from childhood still mm. ends up playing an effect. And again, kind of talking to what you spoke about earlier about the whole concept of therapy regarding these things. Um, therapy, I can't speak it amongst a lot of... Um, other individuals but i know for the most part not to generalize but amongst black men and amongst a lot of their circles the whole topic of therapy is basically oh, if you're going to therapy basically tapped uh, you're tapped fam <laughs> fam, you got fam, you got some deep-seated issues and and the funny thing is is that i feel like it's that whole thing of you're either going to therapy because you've either they feel if you, unless it's a case of you've been sectioned you don't need therapy that, so but you, but you know what? You say that, then I think about how my parents and possibly their parents have viewed therapy and you know um, anything mental health related. As yeah, you're a witch, you're a demon. You need to go to church. You need to go pray. You need to, you need everything. Everything never, is the devil. It's never a thing that can be um, spoken about um, or discussed in a manner whereby you try yeah. and break it down. Yeah, it always feels like you're going to be judged if you mention anything, like even depression. I could never talk to my parents about depression. If I ever said that, they'll say, oh, what age are you that you're depressed? You don't know anything about depression. Mm. And you that's feel it. Like we do that as well, though, when when someone s- tells us that they're sort of going through something where we're dismissive without re- realising that we're being dismissive. Nah, yeah, you I know what? I'm, I'm I not. I don't think we are in comparison mm. to, no, to do you know, parents. I get where T's coming from. It may not be as bad as the way our parents say, where it's like, oh, what are you complaining about? But I do get where you're coming from, where you'd be like, oh... I'm a bit depressed. Oh no, you're all right, man. Mm-hmm. That in itself mm-hmm. is dismissive. Especially I get, I when you I get. Do you guys th- actually hear? Let's say your boys, for example. Do you actually hear your boys say those lines? Eh? What lines? I, I I haven't heard. I don't think I've heard any of my boys say like, even as like a just as a passing comment. Oh, eh? No, no. My, my, bo- I've, my I've boys have told that. me. I feel like me and my like, especially my uni friends, because we went through so much. Like in uni, like going through three years of uni that shit like that was depressing mm. and a lot of friends went broke a lot of friends mm. lost their parents family members or whatever and we had to console each other and you know whenever someone was feeling down or to this or to the extent of being depressed i felt like be- oh because i had been through a lot of stuff myself mm. i was able to um um empathize with the friend you know i wouldn't dismiss their feelings because i know how it feels to be have my feelings di- dismissed yeah. and I know what it feels like to have so-and-so happen and you know it's it can be be a very dark place and all you want is to know that you've got people by your side mm. not just yeah. feeling alone feeling alone 
was gonna say something, bro. You... No, I was not in agreement <laughs> with you. You know, <laughs> no, like, yes, yes. No, as in, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Nah, um, I think as I get older, I, I learned that um, communication is key, and especially being in a relationship as well. If there's no communication, there's no foundation, and it's literally just a ticking time bomb. There's, if it's not one thing, it'll be another. Um, yeah, being in a relationship has taught me a lot. Like you can't just think things through by yourself. You're in a partnership. Mm. You're in a team. You know, if you think one thing, if you if you have ideas in your head or you you know you want to make plans in your head, you can't just be by yourself. It's got to be um, a joint effort. Um, and like you said before, if something happens that annoys you or whatever, you can't just hold it in because there's only a matter of time and it'll bleed over into other thing other things and other people. Mm. It's best just to talk it there and then get the situation handled then you can move on for me i'll be honest with you that's a lot easier said than done it, it, oh, yeah bro I it's was hard the same thing. especially when, when you've <laughs> lived a certain way most of your life it's hard to then break out of it mm-hmm. it's unlearn and learn mm. all of that is it's long bro yeah. it's worth it i guess in the end oh it's I, worth I, it i remember when i tried to have a, a therapy session Mm. And I couldn't open up. <laughs> <laughs> you wasted your money. It was so funny. We, we went in there and I sat down and she asked the questions as, yeah. as you do. And she's just speaking. And in my mind, I thought, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want you to think I have problems. Were you wearing your shades? Yeah. No, <laughs> of course I wasn't. But um, <laughs> it got into me. But um, <laughs> no, I just, I said, I'm, I'm just not going to, I don't know you. I don't want you mm. to judge me or think I have problems. Yeah. I'm uh, in this room on your sofa. And I, we had three sessions, and I said, "No, nah, yeah, she thinks I'm sick. Like I'm a good person. I, mm. I patterned her. <laughs> you know what I saw? Just a waste of everybody's time. Waste of your own time. Waste of But we yeah, have with, with with opening up, where you don't want people to just see you as this guy or person with problems. Yeah. And that's so interesting. You don't want to be seen as broken. Yeah, word. But that's also very interesting in terms of what Manny said earlier on. In terms of it's easier to open up to people that you don't know. Mm-hmm. knowing that it's superficial but then opening up to someone that you don't know but is actually likely to be very well versed mm-hmm. in terms of what you're dealing with mm-hmm. is actually just as difficult mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't I don't really think a lot of people take that in either but it's interesting that T said that because for me I had therapy I started therapy this year okay and the only reason I started therapy is because my wife had said to me many many times you need to go to therapy she'd identified for too long now that mm. is like there's lots of things you're dealing with from your early childhood that you're not dealing with in a healthy manner now but i think ultimately it's affecting our relationship and that's not something you want to then take into uh your marriage or even like fatherhood yeah yeah my father in july and that really hit me like because that's true like some of the things congrats you, thank you yeah, some of the congrats, issues bro. that i'm having to like deal with mentally they're probably some of the same things that my dad had to deal with and mm. a lot of these things are just like generational you know what i saw mm-hmm. is how i then normalized stuff I normalized it yeah like yeah. you know uh, I, I didn't see beyond what it was that i had experienced myself and so mm. i think when i started therapy i actually didn't mind talking to someone that i didn't know the issue that i had was that the person that i was doing the f- my therapy session with i didn't feel like she would understand everything that i was about to like offload, uh, offload to her and it's not just a demographic thing mm. i will make the point that it wasn't it, it wasn't a black person mm. it, it was it was a it was a white lady 
lovely. You know, like it was nothing to do with her p- on the personal point of view or to do with her character. But I know that there were things I was talking about that culturally she wouldn't f- she wouldn't get. Nah. And so I think that was where I had like a little block. You had a, you had apprehension. Yeah. Because yeah. then I even started to think to myself, hmm. Like in the middle of a session, because it was like a 45 minute session each time <laughs> yeah. I did it. In the middle of the session, something hit me. I was just like, wait, if I say this thing, does this come back to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in terms of like in a, in a legal way. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, like if I say what happened when I was 16. Oh, they yeah. will remind, they're going to remind you that you're, you know, that you can't get, she won't report you. Well, I, I would hope that she would do that. But that, that's that's what stopped me ultimately from mm. kind of sharing too much. But yeah. actually, I had the, the opposite experience from what you were saying mm. to you, where like I had one session with the same woman where in that session I broke down in tears. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. Actually, let me not say that I, br- I didn't break down. I was crying. Yeah. I wanted to hide so it. As finally as, let go. Yeah, I wanted to hide it. I couldn't hide it because I was talking about something I haven't opened up or spoken about in maybe in about 10, 12 years, like not too long after the incident had happened. Mm. And so for me, I was even shocked myself. I was like, damn, you let yourself go, man. Like this person's seen you cry. But I took comfort in the fact that it was someone that I... I didn't really know, you know, like it's some I took comfort in the fact that beyond this meeting I'm not gonna see her, I'm not gonna mm. have any contact with so her. So in, in the sense of you know what, you, you have you have that moment to essentially be able to vent fully, ideally potentially get some understanding, leave that session and go and go back to being just do Manny, yeah. the Manny that everyone else knows. But yeah. and and I think and and you're absolutely right, because um opening up as a whole for everyone, everyone's experience seems to be quite interesting. Mm. Um, I don't know if I've opened up properly to anyone. Do you want to open up now? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, 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 Why not? Do you know what Why it is? No, 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 no. I'm capping, I'm capping. I have opened up. And there are a select few people who I do open up to that it's a case of, you know what, come rain, come shine. I can definitely, you know what, open up to you about it. I think the key thing, though, at the same time is knowing that when you do open up about these things do you want this person to potentially help you work through it or do you just want to vent because sometimes a lot of people don't know the difference between the two mm. do you get it so if you're talking about a certain thing i'm telling you this not because i want your advice or because i want you to advise me i just want to have someone to talk to about it and just say it exactly as it is mm. do you think it's down to that person to let the recipient know that they're looking just to Looking to just be heard. Or oh no! I yeah, I, I feel I feel like the person who is venting to someone should absolutely state that either I want to vent or you know what I want your opinion on something. And I say this because when it comes to for me, right, if my mates open up to me about a potent a potential issue or a problem, my default mode is okay. How can we fix this? Mm. That's yeah. me because th- th- that's someone, the way I'm for my people. But then if you're venting. Aren't you venting to that person for some sort of advice? Whether not necessarily. You, know you want it or not, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, not necessarily. People like to, to to vent, and they don't want to hear. That. Yeah, and they don't want to hear anything. It's just it's just that case of you know what I can actually not keep this all in my head. I can actually mm. vocalize mm-hmm. my thoughts and feelings on this particular thing or a potential series of issues. Mm. Um, and I remember that I got into a bit of passive with a couple of my mates sometimes because I'm always that person of. Okay, you come across you come across a situation. How do you solve it? How do we get about doing that? Mm. That was me until I think I had, I think I was talking with one of my siblings actually. I think it was my older sister, and um, I think she helped me clarify the difference between 
wanting to vent for the sake of venting and then venting to someone with their with the aim of getting advice so there's this saying right which my mom always says to which always said to me uh, which is a problem shared is a problem halved and stuff sometimes i just want to share my problem i don't want to have it please <laughs> make i share make i come out please let me just share and go just because because sometimes you know what and it's not necessarily because maybe because you don't want potential advice on it it might just be a case of you know what right now i am too mentally exhausted to a go through the explaining the whole situation about where i am or what's led me to it and then b now trying to break and then come to a solution that is mentally daunting for anybody and not everyone has the mental fortitude to go through explaining a situation and then actively trying to think of ways to potentially solve it that's not for everyone that's even worse than a person that's trying to solve a problem, being impartial when someone's trying to, when yeah. someone's like, when someone's venting, yeah. not just being the fixer in that situation, it's just being the person that's trying to be impartial. That that was the problem that I had. That's, yeah, you're right. It's very tough, I especially when you know that person. Yeah, yeah, I had like friends, like more so with my partner, and she might be venting about something, and I'm listening to the whole thing, and I'm analysing it, which is just what I would do. Mm. And in my head I'm thinking, hmm, in that situation, you probably could have done this a bit better. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. oh, I can see where the other person's coming from. And I've learned the hard way that that's just as damn. That's, that, that's mm-hmm. not, that's not. Mm-mm. Because do you know what it is? If you did that for me, I would appreciate it. Because when I vent to you, I actually want you to be a voice of reason almost mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Because more often than not, I'm not really going to vent. So if I'm really venting, it's because I really, this is bothering you, me. Yeah. I need a second opinion on this. I need someone else to kind of tell me that I'm being irrational or i'm not being irrational that's me but yeah. when i'm yeah <laughs> when someone me. else is talking to me i'm i'm expecting to do the same thing for them so they yeah. might be venting about something and in my head i'm thinking all right cool so yeah you probably might have done a bit too much there or this is maybe where they were coming from and i've been told like stop doing that like if i'm telling you something just listen don't take any sides don't be impartial like just mm. just listen and i think that for me was like when i was like okay cool this whole communication thing isn't just about listening and then giving advice yeah, or yeah, yeah. trying to be the, the 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 bigger person in that situation sometimes you just have just, to just listen. have to listen shut your stinking mouth yeah. yeah you know what you know what that's so funny that's something that i've clocked a lot with my lady friends as opposed to my guy friends mm. so when it comes to my guy friends for example and they tell me about a situation i can tell them straight oh yeah you know what in this regard you kind of fucked up mm. Mm. and they can take it and they can be like oh but how though and then obviously you break it down and then, then, then they might be like, oh, okay, yeah, I hear it, right? But then I feel like a big part of that is because at the end of the day, um, I feel like a lot of guys tend to have a fundamental aspect of logic in the way that they want to assess things. So it's a case of, you know what, I, let me detach the emotion from this and let's look at this from a purely... Logical, yeah, yeah, purely from a place of principle and logic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with some of my close lady friends, when they tell me about some of their issues, right? I wish I was talking with them, and they'll be telling me some of this stuff, and I'll just be like, Okay, but you were wrong here, and they'll be like, Why the fuck do I tell you anything? And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, but I don't <laughs> think that's an issue of logic, maybe <laughs> perspective or mm. clash of perspectives, not necessarily logic, because I've got a lot of female friends who are logical and mm. a lot more logical. Than I guess my f- uh, male friends. My male friends, okay. So, I just, yeah, I just think sometimes you they might tell you something from their perspective, and 
sometimes because we've not, we're not we've not lived obviously as a, a woman yeah. we're not able to see why they see it like that do you mm. get what i mean that's Whereas with a guy it's like oh yeah yeah i get that i've been through something similar and whatever whatever but yeah, yeah that yeah. happens a lot of times when you're i guess you're talking with a female so like <laughs> she, she sees it in a certain way and you're like wait huh then you yeah. have to sort of break it down to say yeah 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 and go through it yeah so I, yeah i wouldn't put that down to logic okay that's fair that's my fair. opinion obviously no 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 of course no of course i've i feel and i think as a result that's why i've done that whole thing with a lot of my friends like you know made off of me in the sense of um before we start do you want advice <laughs> or do you want to vent for two reasons <laughs> that disclaimer yeah word no no honestly and it saved it saves it, it saved me so much in so many different ways number one it saves me having to talk more than i need to when i can just shut up and lord knows i can talk and number two, I'm going to slap you. I'm going to give you a dirty, stinking slap if you're not careful right now. Yo. All right? Be very careful the way you talk to me. All right? In fact, Malik, take him out of the show. <laughs> no, but um, I think the se- the second one, also at the same time, is that sometimes, you know that, that whole saying of, yeah, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved, but I won't lie. Sometimes taking on the emotional burden of some of your friend's problems, mm. oh, it can weigh you down. Yeah, you know oh. what? You know what? Um, can weigh you down. It, I read in the book and it was saying, um, I think it was the 48 Laws of Power, and it was saying, um, stay away from the miserable people. Oh, yeah, bad energy. Yeah, bad energy, because you will take on whatever they're going through. Like, yeah, Yeah, it will rub off on you, yeah. Without even knowing, you're listening to all these negative negative things and, you know, you're trying to, you're you're worrying about stuff that's outside of you. Mm. You carry it on and that can fuck up your energy and your vibe and your progress and... Uh, it's, yeah. like, it's such it's a like selfish way of thinking though when when you deep it it's like yeah, it's i was gonna <laughs> say this, there, there, there's something about finding a balance between that because yeah yes because many people will say that like oh like i'm gonna cut off anyone that's got like too much you know bad vibes too much bad energy mm. too many complaints you know why like, i find that so people yeah. are your friends i'm yeah. pretty sure if something was to happen to them everyone's going to be screaming oh like the mental health of other people mm. yeah. check out on your friends yeah you gotta be selective you gotta be you know like you said there's gotta be balance um I wouldn't just, you know, be. Mm. Okay, I, 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 I want to say this is a dilemma of wording because I, I can yes, see, I can, I can see that battle on his face. Like, how am I gonna word this without coming across as a? Okay, dick? so for me, yeah, it's about self-preservation. You want to make sure that your mental health is intact, but you, if anyone needs help and they come to you, you want to be able to help them. Yeah, my thing is be selective in who you help. Because not everyone that is seeking help actually wants help. Some people love drama. Some people love yep. chaos. Yep, that's so like they're driven. That they, their um, whole world is just around. Yeah, a story to tell you. Bro, about. there's yeah. always a story. There's always a situation. They love that. So when you're dealing with these people, just know that your input might not might not help the situation at all. So yeah, listen. But for me, I'd avoid. Uh, I'd avoid these type of people. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is clever. I think that's not so much. I don't think being selfish. I think it's just like you said, managing other people's expectations, but also mm. kind of managing being it. Yeah, and also being mindful of your own, of your own, yeah. mindful of your own expectations in the sense of there's only so much um, that I could potentially take on um, in terms of other people's. Like the saying goes, <laughs> my brother says it to me. He says, "You can't be taking um, Panadol or someone else's headache." 
<laughs> Real, nah, really yeah, so Nigerian. Nah, it's so Panadol. Nigerian, but it's so true. <laughs> you can't be taking Panadol for someone else's headache. Mm. Like, there's only so much advice and perspective, you know, and wisdom that you could potentially offer and so on and so forth. Because mm. um, at the end of the day, you've got your own stuff like to get through. Exactly. You've got your own things going on. Your universe is different from their universe. Exactly. You, like, you're listening to the stuff they're going through, but in your own world, it's chaos and you're still trying to figure out how you're going to get through the next day. Mm. Mm. I guess that's why it's, it's, it's about working together. Mm. Um, yeah. Because I used to have this thing with a couple of my closest friends where we would do a prayer circle mm. and we would meet up once a week or once every two weeks to just get together and pray. And I remember like the first couple of sessions, we're just, yeah, God, look after us. And no one's opening up, but you don't realize it. We're just meeting up together to sort of pray together. Mm. And as the weeks got on and we got more comfortable and we got more vulnerable, and these are friends probably 10 years plus maybe. Yeah. So we're close, but we're struggling to open up to, with each other. Yeah. Then before you know it, you feel comfortable and it's God, this, and I'm going through this and I need help with this and we're opening up and we're all being there for each other. And it's not necessarily that you're intentionally coming to this space with bad energy. You're coming with everything that you've been through. Like yeah. This mm. week I might have lost a job or this week there was an argument or I'm worried or I'm panicking and stuff like that or I'm stressed about this. And it is, you're, it's, it's, it's a dark moment or a dark space where you're just letting off. But when you leave, it's that baggage and that burden mm. is no longer you there. You so relieved, yeah. You've not only prayed with friends, but you've actually been so transparent and no one's given advice because we're taking this and we're giving it to God. Mm -hmm. But you're not venting, you're just opening up. And that's probably my only experience where I've had it with multiple of my friends. But it's odd because after, like let's say on a normal day where you're talking, no one's opening up. No. But when you come to that space, it's like, boom, yeah, this was it. And I think that's what it's all about. Just having that, you have to have bad energy in order or to, you have to allow it to be expressed in order to solve it. Mm. If that makes sense. If you don't, then you just suppress it and it's, oh yeah, you know what? Positive vibes, mm. good yeah. vibes. And you're never actually dealing with anything that you're, that's anything bad because everything's supposed to be good. Yeah. And just to add on to that, what ends up happening is when it's not, expressed or it's not potentially vented what ends up happening is that it ends up manifesting itself mm. in other negative or toxic traits mm. and that is actually potentially much worse mm -hmm. because it's a case of you're not communicating effectively you struggle to open up you choose to keep everything bottled in it's like that whole saying of you know eventually enough pressure will burst whereby there's a defining moment or there's a series of moments that essentially lead to you um, flipping like out or potentially yeah or potentially breaking out or or it being a case of something major or minor ends up manifesting in perhaps different aspects of your life so for example mm. so, so for so for example maybe it's a case of if you're if you're someone who um has struggled to perhaps maybe open to abuse for example right perhaps it's a case of you've been you know abused as a child like you know domestic violence and stuff you know growing up in an abusive household you don't speak about those things what then ends up happening you then manage that by by it manifesting in other aspects of your personality. So you have potentially have anger issues, right? Um, and so on and so forth. Or you have a, a, a way of behaving towards, uh, a way of behaving towards maybe, 
sex. Yeah. A particular sex because maybe that, you know, maybe it was a, yep. a mother or father at home that had yep. abused you, and then you have a, a complex around women how you start to treat them or yep. men and vice versa. Yeah. Yep. I agree. It definitely comes out. I was going to say something that you said to. I'm glad you mentioned prayer because although I str- I struggle to open up, um, generally speaking, prayer has actually been one of the things that's helped me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the last, like, I'd say four or five years. Um, I don't think it's the only way that I should be opening up, um, recognizing mm. that I should do so with my friends, with my family, with my wife. But definitely prayer has because when, when, when there aren't opportunities to meet up with my friends, even though technically they should always be, it's just whatever you prioritize. But mm-hmm. me and my mates aren't that great at actually meeting up. Mm. Talk, talking through WhatsApp every single day isn't the same as meeting up, like you said. Mm. Preaching. Yeah. 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 Shots yeah. fired. And, and <laughs> it's not the same, but we all do it. Like, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just as like culpable in that sense, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so, so when when I don't have those opportunities to meet up with my mates once a week, sometimes not even for a few months, but we're talking every day on WhatsApp. Being able to pray for me is 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 one way that I can actually offload some of the things that are on my mind, and I, and I take that quite seriously because I, I I have understood that when I've got lots of worries and lots of anxieties, uh, you know, one thing that I can do is to pray it out, and by praying, that's literally me talking to God. So that's whether I'm in the shower, mm. whether it's me in the car or my yeah. way to work, just talking. And I think there's something powerful in that because mm-hmm. once upon a time, I might have thought that that was quite stupid. Yeah. Because you've got a, you've, you have a perspective or so you have a perception on what prayer should look like, which is the yelling and the shouting at 12 midnight that I've seen growing up. Mm. But no one actually tells you that, you know, praying is also having Hosanna. a conversation. Hosanna. <laughs> 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 but no one, no one talks about the fact that actually prayer is talking with God. Um, and yeah. there is, and there's, there's, yeah. no, there's no structure around that. It's meant to be as informal, as regular, as consistent as you make it. Do you know what? Be. On that particular topic, that's a big thing, right? In the sense of just realising that it's not about... Obviously, at the end of the day, you know, depending, of course, on your faith, you absolutely acknowledge that, you know, as you know, as your creator and so on and so forth. Naturally, there's always going to be a certain level of reverence. But also, at the same time, it's not so much the point whereby you can't just have a conversation and just try and gain understanding. And even, again, depending on what you read, depending on what, you know, religion you follow, whether it be Christianity, Islam, uh, Judaism, whatever the case may be, whatever the religion may be, one of the key things that you actually come to realise with a lot of these... Um, key figures in the bible is that yes when it came to doing you know you know so for example with um king david for example you know very very big on praise and worship for example but at the same time when it came to him praying with god it was so personal as well so um on that religious aspect yeah that's definitely a thing um what i was gonna ask um which i guess because we kind of got into it was um have there been any defining factors that has caused you a to struggle to open up or b been able to reverse that in the sense of now you can open up a lot more as a result i think you kind of touched briefly on it in terms of you know you doing you know undergoing therapy um obviously you praying with your friends obviously t you mentioned obviously you know a prayer circle and obviously you know you you again um Dimitri obviously spoke about you know your friends in terms of uni and so on and so forth yeah. and all these other things um where they're obviously without having to get too personal because again it's purely subjective based on how comfortable you are in terms of talking about it. in terms of a defining period in your life that made you think 
or rather that it was such a profound moment in your life that made you think I'm never opening up to anybody again. <laughs> right. I think there's been multiple of those, like you touched on earlier. Parents, yeah. One, like you said, relationships, you could have a relationship where that person that is, I guess you're always listening to as soon as you now want to open up is you're being too sensitive or man up or whatever it is. And they're yeah. not listening to you. So I think, it's just this, and it's just an amalgam of just different experiences. Mm. Don't think it's just one. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, there's so many. W- would everyone I, be I can, in agreement? I, can, on I that? can think of um, so one of my early um, experiences or earlier moments in my life. I, th- I remember I was in secondary school, and we had a singing class. And before before this moment, I was fairly confident. I didn't have any problems putting myself out there you know i'd be the first to put my hand up and you know try something new so um <coughs> it was singing singing class and our class were performing a song and we needed two people to perform a solo a solo right duet no no so one person each. one person each oh yeah, yeah solo do, solo yes, yeah, doing yeah. a solo so um the the female part was sorted and we was now looking for a guy but none of the guys put their hands up so I jumped up, put my hand up, and I said I was down. So, um, yeah, I, I stood in the middle of the class. The track played. I started singing. Then the people who met to me were boys. They started laughing. And that moment, it completely broke me. I, I ran out of class, and I just sat down crying. And I said, from that point on, I'm never, ever putting myself um, up for anything again. And mm. looking looking back, it it... It it bled onto other things as well. So, like we spoke in the other episode, yeah, when it came to presentations in school and anything where I had to speak in front of people, I would cry. I would break down. I'd completely. I, it'd block me. Um, and it was. It wasn't. It was only until I started going to drama school. This is so. This is the moment where I realized I could start opening up to people and kind of um, removing those blockages. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the early sessions, we, we gathered as a group and we spoke about moments in our lives where we felt our confidence was um, affected, you know, our ability to communicate with people. And I explained the situation and, you know, I felt like everyone, everyone was listening. You know, as I was telling my story, I was looking around and everyone was looking at me, which felt, it felt like, I knew I was in a safe space um, and even telling the story, I cried because, not because I was angry or sad, but it was the first time explaining it to a group of people and knowing that there's no need to be ashamed of it. Cause I felt ashamed of it for so long. It's embarrassing. You know, you're singing in front of people and like singing itself is very, very personal. You know, just like acting is very personal. It's a part of, it's not like you're being someone else. Is your you're presenting yourself and to have that laugh that um it's it's not easy and it's not e- it's not easy to cope with and yeah it's something that I'm still getting over now but through drama school and just accepting that um it's not on me it's on the kids at the time kids can be very horrible you know kids say stuff that they don't really know how detrimental it can be further down the line. Mm. So thinking of that, like you, I'm, I'm like, I've been there myself, you know, laughing at people and stuff. You don't realize how it can affect someone further down the line. Um, And it, 
it massively affected my self-confidence and my um, ability to even just be open about the way I feel to people. I felt like I just, I just didn't need to. I'd keep everything to myself. Mm. If anything bothered me, I'd keep it to myself. I wouldn't put myself in a position where my I could be judged pretty much. Mm. Your confidence would be knocked. Yeah. 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 I, had, I had one particular moment in my life that I think... Um, it really uh it really affected me um not just in that moment but i think up until the point where i realized actually it's all right to be able to speak about this so when i was 17 uh my best friend passed away in a car accident sorry to hear bro sorry man cool and so he passed away with two of my other school friends they passed away in a car accident and two of my other friends survived the car accident and they just happened to be brothers and so like i really really struggled with that that really, really struggled with that. So I'm just gonna have to take my breath for a sec. Mm. So, so what was happening was like two weeks after they had passed, I was getting these nightmares or dreams, however you want to look at it. And in that, in in those dreams, I was seeing my f- my best friend in the in those dreams all the time. You know, it, it at some point it wasn't comforting anymore because it was almost like I'm seeing someone that I'm not going to, going to see mm. in person mm. anyway. Mm. So I really, really struggled with that. And uh, long story pretty short, I was emotionally just, it was, I was a wreck. This, was, this, was a, this happened in the summer just before I was about to start my second year of college. Mm. So, and it impacted that year as well quite significantly. And I remember I was just crying constantly at home, crying constantly. The only, the only bit of peace that I got was that it, it brought all of my school friends back together again in that we would meet regularly. Like, we would meet almost every night after they passed for, like, weeks. Mm-hmm. It did become unhealthy eventually because uh, people were then using it as an excuse to then say, you know, we're going to start drinking or we're going to start bunning yeah, on yeah. behalf of Coping the person that had passed. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and I didn't really like that because my friend wouldn't have wanted us to come here and then say we're doing that in his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his name, sorry. So... You know, one 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 day in particular, someone in my family, a member of my family, came into my room, and and said like, "What's the matter? Like, you know, like what, what's going on?" And I was clearly like distraught. I was still crying. This might have been a, a few weeks after it happened. And I said to him, "I was like, listen, I'm still, I'm still struggling. Like, I'm just so sad. I'm so depressed. Like, I can't stop crying." And mm. their reaction was, "This happened two weeks ago. People die." You need to get over it. Like, if it's that bad, why don't you go and meet them? That oh. that was the response. Yeah. And so, <coughs> in yeah. that moment, and and prior to that moment, I wasn't, I wasn't close at all with this member of my family. As in, we did yeah. not have a good relationship. At that point, me. that person is definitely an op. So, when I heard that, I couldn't be angry because it wasn't like you know we was talking about trust. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I wasn't trusting him necessarily, like. With with like some very deep information, anyway. I was just saying it. Like, mm. but his reaction at that moment in time, it that floors someone. Yeah, I can't you know, it you floors know, someone. It's hard to explain because because I wasn't close with him. It wasn't like I was like, oh, you've just broken my heart. But it at was the same, like yeah, yeah, it's disappointment. You know, it was, never just, to it do was it a again. level of disappointment mm. I can't ever explain. And so yeah. what, what it did is it caused me to never speak about that 
situation in public or mm. with anybody mm. in that same detail ever not ever again but like for a very very, very long, long time. time yeah you know it led to me putting tattoos on my body because that was my way of dealing with the grief of that meeting with my boys every single day it wasn't like we was having in-depth conversations that was maybe therapeutic for any of us a lot of toxic things were happening in those moments so it's not even like even when we were together we were really opening up about and actually something. supporting each other through the situation no, yeah toxic. Like, just, it was just a toxic yeah. environment and, it, and there was some good that come out from it in terms of us being together yeah and there's many people i don't think i'd be as close with now if it wasn't for the fact that when they had passed it brought lots of people oh, together. Back together yeah but in terms of the opening up aspect of it i couldn't talk about it mm. and so what happened was when i did start talking about it in small doses with my partner Every time I was about to talk about it, I'd choke up. Mm. And because I could feel the emotion bubbling up inside of me, I'd stop. Mm. I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd well up every single time. And I always felt that the only reason why... I f I, the thing is with death, it's a, it's a very difficult thing to talk about because nobody ever gets over someone passing that's close to them. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like you're able to manage it better if you're in an environment that allows you to just grieve how you need to grieve, mm -hmm. if you're supported in that. You know, there's different things that can allow someone to maybe uh move on in a positive way mm. after they've lost someone but i didn't have that so mm. every time i spoke about that particular moment which is quite a traumatic thing because it wasn't just one friend i lost three friends in one accident and one friend never learned to speak or talk again <sighs> i never wanted to talk about it in public without welling up and that, that was that was what that was the damage that that one moment did for me i think mm. The only way I was able to come out of that a little bit, and it's still a very difficult thing to talk about in great detail. And, you know, I mentioned earlier about me, like, uh, breaking down in a therapy session. It was mm. that, that's what oh I spoke wow. about. Right. Mm. I yeah. hadn't spoken, and, and it was easier to talk about it then because it was someone that I wasn't emotionally attached to in any way. And I guess I kind of recognised that she was a professional and she might be able to do something to support mm -hmm. me. Yeah. But ultimately, I was able to just let it out. But even to talk about it with my wife, because if I was to talk about it with my wife, what I didn't want is for her to put her arm around me or to like console me because yeah. I felt even more vulnerable <coughs> and I didn't want to be vulnerable. And that's part of the reason why I don't like to open up because yeah. being vulnerable. You don't want to be, you, you don't want to, you don't want to feel pitied. To. Yeah, I don't want to feel. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Yeah. When, it's, when it's all said and done, why don't I? Because actually there's nothing wrong in getting comfort. There's nothing wrong in being told it's going to be a right or being hugged or just weeping or crying. Mm. But because I hadn't seen it, and it's not something that was promoted in my life. Yeah, I had always I had always seen it as a bad thing. You know? Yeah, because you fund because yeah. to a degree you fundamentally see it as a sign of because th with a lot of guys guys tend to do this whole thing, which I think, especially growing up now and being the age I'm at, it's complete like bullshit. This whole thing of vulnerability therefore equals weakness, mm -hmm. and it is something that absolutely, especially amongst like especially in the male psyche it has to be eliminated because when it comes to situations like that if you cannot break down effectively right about certain things because here's the thing that saying of no is it is it no man is an island or mm -hmm. something like that and that whole thing of a problem shared is a problem halved is a lot more um important than a lot of people take in i remember one of my guys who i'm still pretty close with now i remember i went through um i went through an insane breakup um and i remember how i broke down like a dickhead oh my <laughs> gosh it was hard listen listen shout out to k in it 
that, that's what I'm gonna say. Shout out to Kay, because he uh listen. I remember, I remember when I went through that breakup and the way I was. I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd ever barred out so hard in a very long time. And this guy was on the phone to me the entire time, like just there supporting me. I think I don't even think that I don't think I'd ever even smoke cigarettes that day. I definitely went through that heart like a ten pack. <laughs> Bruv, you would have thought, listen, you know that, you know that thing of, you know that thing of um, Ian Bills? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was me, cuz. Ah! Ah, suffering. But um, but as a result of that, like um being able to open up about those things, especially with your boys as well, it's something that isn't spoken about enough. Yeah. We all have this whole thing of, oh yeah, big man, tough red, and then the whole speaking of that whole thing, or like me and T were talking about earlier, and the whole thing of, oh, you'll be alright, man. Nah. Or just talk about everything that's positive. Everything that's positive. Like, like, you, you don't know. But I have no idea. And you know what? I'm guilty of this. People ask you, oh, it's good, bro. Yeah, everything's blessed. Uh, bro, <laughs> no. I, I, I've been thinking of that from the beginning of the question. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as simple. What are you saying? You good? Yes, brother. Woo, what about you? Everything's yes. blessed. Just, We're both just there. Yeah, you're good. good. I'm trying to be like you. Yeah, but the thing is with that, yeah. If someone, if every time someone asks you, oh, what's going on? And you say, what's good? If you have to go into what is actually not good that itself that itself is draining of course it's madness if you say hello because for us what's good is hello yeah <laughs> so if someone actually said hello you know what i'm going through some shit it's Sorry. like whoa 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 what the <laughs> fuck it's, like it's what the hell's good. going on here that's it so we're literally just yeah. saying what's good as a, as a yeah yeah saying, no hello, no of but, course yeah we're products of patriarchy and like you said it's all about unlearning toxic masculinity hyper masculinity yes. and just stuff that we've been brought up in and and this conversation has just been opening, um, no yeah. Intended, da, da, da. but um, <laughs> so you know, I want to just challenge myself this week to see how it is to just open up, open up with someone. Might say, "Yo, how's everything?" And I might just be honest. Yeah, I might. As you are talking, I'm like operative word. As you operative word is might. No, no. As you are talking, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe I don't open up. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, for real. But But the thing is, at the end of the day, it all comes down to communication. You work in communication, then you can open up. You know, it it all. I feel like it comes down to comprehension. Because you know what, communicate, but it's whether I can make you understand and you actually understand. (laughs) I'll say I'll I'll say this because I feel I feel like it's like a it's like a train of thought, right? Communication. Effective communication is important. Mm. Being able to not listen to respond, but listening to comprehend mm. is also very, very important because only mm-hmm. when you listen to comprehend can you actually really take in what's being said, look from it, look at it from a perspective of, okay, you know what? This is this is out of me. This is from this person's position who I know. How could this potentially be done? Mm. And then as a result, the opening up process is a lot easier. But if you can't communicate effectively and if you're the type of person that listens to respond, as opposed to comprehending, forget about it. It, 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 won't, it won't be good. But my peoples, we have now come to the end of this episode. Love to everybody for listening today. Um, we're glad that we've been able to, you know, we hope we've been able to drop some good gems in terms of what it is to open up. And, you know, if, of course, you know, it's a case whereby, you know, you can't, for example, then I hope potentially that this kind, this episode gives you a bit of insight into ideally the processes of being able to break down the barriers that surround one being able to open up. Um, once again, we are always uh, looking to look after our Goodman customers. And um, what we're definitely going to be doing is um, offering GPod 1, which is essentially a discount code for anyone, of course, that is looking uh, to embrace our products, which you absolutely should do. Because again, you know, you see the bed, you know the vibes. Zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. It's a fresh, fresh one. <laughs>
Um, but also at the same time, another thing that we are looking to ideally do is because you know what, we're always, you know, thinking of certain topics, you know, that we like to discuss. But please, if of course, you know, you there is any potential topic that you do want to discuss, please do not hesitate to at um, any of the uh, Goodman Factory members. Better yet, feel free to um, at Goodman Factory, um, ask your question and use the hashtag Ask the Goodman. We will definitely do what we can to be able to discuss it and address it in one of our episodes. And who knows, you know what, if you bring up the question, maybe we'll bring you on. Talk your talk. <laughs> thanks a lot guys if it gets to that yeah on them ones yeah absolutely but listen thanks so much continue listening to the audio experience continue to be good men have a great one guys